From CBS News Bay Area, this is the Evening Edition. Good evening. I'm Andrea Nakano. Brian is off tonight. Get ready for several days of wind and rain. Two storm systems are heading right through the Bay Area. I'm sure you've already had plenty of that ugly weather outside where you live. Up in downtown Santa Rosa, this large tree fell down and caused a power outage. This is on 4th Street near Fremont Park. You can see part of it also fell on a car there. And here's a live look outside at all of the rain in different parts of the Bay Area. Let's get right to first alert meteorologist Darren Peck, who's tracking the storms right now. Darren? In a lot of ways, this is the most impressive part of the whole day from rainfall, especially for anybody in Marin, Sonoma, or Napa. There's a very well-organized line, which is associated with the cold front. The main event, really, of this system is just now sweeping in across the North Bay, and it's going to progress across the rest of the Bay over the next few hours. We started looking at this at the top of the 5 o'clock newscast, and it's taken its sweet time. Look at this. It's almost like a red gash in the radar. That's the cold front. That's the boundary where the cold front is able to produce some of the heaviest rain, like in the entire life cycle of the whole storm. And it's just kind of parked over the Marin headlands right now. But it extends further inland than that. So it's really coming down heavy, like on Mount Tam and at Muir Woods now. But that's the view in southern Sonoma. That's the view through Napa. The primary communities through Napa Valley are experiencing kind of the weaker side of it, if you could believe that. And when we come out for the wider view, watch that line. That's the last 45 minutes. Look at the direction. This is going to work its way. The tail end of it will work its way over the city. Bay Bridge, East Bay, we've already had reports of accidents coming out of the Caldecott from this, and there's more rain heading that way. It's going to pick up in intensity. We'll look at all that again in more detail coming up in a bit. But here's the takeaway from what this one line has already managed to produce, along with some of the rain in the hours preceding it. There is now a flood advisory for much of those locations where we're seeing the heavier rain. It's going to stay in effect till 830. Ponding of water on roadways, low-lying intersections. That's the primary concern on this. If you don't have to be on the roads for about the next hour or two up north, good idea not to be. I'll be back with the rest of the forecast. Tomorrow's storm is actually more important. More on that in a bit. Andrea, back to you. In Mateo County closed more than half a dozen parks because of the storms. The full list is on your screen right now. That includes places like Devil's Slide Trail and Moss Beach. The Parks Department says these parks will stay closed until conditions are safe. People are taking it seriously up in Guerneville. Charlene Haynes lives in a community of mobile homes and cottages along a creek which rises fast in heavy rains. She lifted up her belongings on concrete blocks to protect them, including her whole garden. Just last month, Fife Creek overflowed and spilled water to the doorsteps and into the homes of this community. I can't change anything, but I have to prepare. You know, to a degree, for some people, it's disastrous. When you lose your car, when the water comes up to your trailer and, you know, floods your whole thing, you don't have any money to do anything, isn't that disastrous? Haynes says she is still recovering from the past storms without much help from local or state agencies. The Monte Rio Fire Department has extra staffing on hand this weekend. Stay with us for first alert weather updates on the back-to-back -back storms. You can find us on air online at kpix.com and streaming on the free CBS News app. Santa Clara County is about to get a big financial boost in their fight to end homelessness. Four South Bay representatives announced they've secured tens of millions of dollars in federal funding that will now go to nonprofits and local governments in the county. Our Max Darrow joins us from the newsroom with more. The grand total, a little over $39 million. The funding comes from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. I spoke with U.S. Representative Zoe Lofgren about where the money will go, why it's needed, and about solutions for this challenging problem.
Communities across the Bay Area continue their efforts to try and address the homelessness crisis, and Santa Clara County is not immune. Every day I hear from people, and I see it myself, people living in tents, it's really unacceptable. Representative Zoe Lofgren says the bulk of the around $39 million in federal funding, about $29 million, will go to the Santa Clara County Office of Supportive Housing. The rest of the money will go towards numerous nonprofits throughout the county that work to address homelessness. It's the local governments that are tip of the spear on this. They make all the decisions on zoning, what's going to be built, and all of that. So the major role that the federal government can play is to provide funding for those efforts. She says the crisis has gotten worse in recent years. We got to dig our way out of this. There isn't a singular reason for the crisis. However, Lofgren says the housing crash in 2008 still plays a role in where we are today with homelessness and the pandemic brought on more and new challenges. Some people are living in cars because they don't have enough money for rent, families in cars. We have children in school who are homeless. That's just absolutely unacceptable. We also have people who have other problems, people with mental health problems, people with substance abuse problems. And their problem isn't just housing, it's those other problems as well. As for solutions, there isn't just one. Well, a multiplicity of things. We need more housing that regular families can afford. That's a building and construction uh, issue. She'd like to see down payment assistance programs, funding assistance for those constructing affordable housing, and aggressive efforts to help those with substance abuse and mental health problems. This is a big problem uh, in our community, but it's going to take everybody working together to get ahead of it, and we're trying to do our part. The funding headed to Santa Clara County will come from HUD's Continuum of Care program. This funding news comes the same week San Jose found out it will have to shell out some money after all to build 200 tiny homes for the homeless. Last March, Governor Newsom pledged to send the city 200 pre-built tiny homes. They'll go on an empty lot next to a VTA workyard in North San Jose. But now, instead of actually delivering the homes, the state is sending the city $12.7 million to build them. The governor's office says it's more efficient for the local government to handle it, but some city officials say the money is not enough to handle leasing and operation costs. Today, an East Bay murder suspect is in custody after an all-day manhunt for him yesterday. The CHP arrested 36-year-old Jeffrey Kendall shortly before midnight during a traffic stop in the Santa Cruz area. They say they found a gun in his car. Yesterday, police found a woman shot and killed inside a home on Summit Drive in Pinole. The suspect is booked on homicide and domestic violence charges with more than a million-dollar bail. On this rainy weekend, people tend to get out of the weather by heading over to a library. But people in Antioch will have to find another place to stay dry since the library is closed until further notice. The Contra Costa County Library says it's closed over safety and security concerns after several dangerous incidents in the last few months. The library is working to implement further security measures. That's horrible. It sucks. Um, you know, I'm not sure why you would do anything towards a library, but, um, but you know, it is very unfortunate that that's the choice that some have made. Mayor Lamar Hernandez Thorpe sent a letter to the county administrator saying residents weren't warned about the library closing. He also went on to say that the county didn't notify his administration or police about any safety concerns at the library. 
While there is no estimated date for reopening, the library's book drop-off will also be closed and people can return their books to the Pruitt, Pittsburgh, or any other Contra Costa County library. Welcome back. Heavy snow is expected in the Sierra this weekend. If you're planning on heading out, be sure to keep a close eye on road conditions. Those who made it there were enjoying the snow at Palisades and Heavenly Ski Resorts. Back here in the Bay Area, a few people were out and about at Ocean Beach in San Francisco despite the windy and rainy weather. We didn't see anyone surfing out there, but we did some, see some people on the sand staying away from the strong waves. And Today's weather is no match for a group of runners raising awareness towards a cause, all while wearing underwear in San Francisco. People raced around the block in their underwear and costumes for the Cupid Undie Run. The event raises money for research towards neurofibromatosis. It's a genetic disorder that causes tumors to grow on nerves throughout the body. They can be really, really self-conscious. So this is an opportunity no one's comfortable in their underwear. So it's by celebrating being uncomfortable by running in your underwear. No matter what the weather is, we run in our underwear, we run in costumes, but we support people who don't necessarily feel good in their skin. All proceeds benefit the Children's Tumor Foundation. The goal is to raise $30,000. They have good time. Multi-generational, we're a coalition of consciousness going to go and get our voters to the polls so that we could be in the top two on March 5th. There's a special election and a primary. Vote for Barbara Lee two times. It's okay. <laughs> Now at 6.30, Congresswoman Barbara Lee's campaign trail runs through San Francisco as she tries to drum up some much-needed support. By now, you have probably received your ballot for the March 5th primary, which is now less than three weeks away. One of the most consequential races is the one for the U.S. Senate seat held by the late Senator Dianne Feinstein. For more than 30 years, it's a crowded field with more than two dozen names appearing on the ballot. But there are four frontrunners. Democrat Adam Schiff of Burbank leads the latest poll with 25%. Democrat Katie Porter from Irvine and former L.A. Dodger and Republican Steve Garvey are tied at 15%. And Lee from Oakland is trailing with 7%. Again, the California primary is on March 5th. Stay with us. We will bring you more election stories from your communities as we approach voting day. The group hoping to recall Oakland Mayor Shengtao had a kickoff event today at Jack London Square. They need almost 25,000 signatures to qualify for the ballot in November. Meanwhile, Mayor Tao has temporarily stepped away from duties after her mother died this week. This is the second recall drive underway in Alameda County. Some people are also trying to recall District Attorney Pamela Price. Former President Donald Trump is back on the campaign trail Saturday, the day after a judge ordered him to pay hundreds of millions of dollars in penalties for inflating his assets to receive favorable loan terms. Christian Benavides breaks down the ruling. That's the real deal. That's the Former real President deal. Donald Trump at a traveling sneaker show event, SneakerCon, in Philadelphia Saturday, unveiling his never-surrender high tops. A day after a New York judge ruled he'd have to surrender hundreds of millions of dollars for conning banks into favorable loan terms by inflating his assets, including his Trump Tower penthouse and Mar-a-Lago, exaggerating its value by as much as 2,300%. It's a very sad day for 
in my opinion, the country. Judge Arthur Ngoran ordered Trump to pay more than $354 million. The former president was also banned from running a business or applying for loans in New York for three years. His sons, Don Jr. and Eric, were each fined $4 million and banned for two years. New York's attorney general brought forward the civil lawsuit under a state law that allows her to prosecute fraud in business dealings. The scale and the scope of Donald Trump's fraud is staggering, and so too is his ego and his belief that the rules do not apply to him. This whole thing is very unfair. The judge said of Trump and the other defendants, their complete lack of remorse borders on pathological. On Trump himself, who took the stand two times, the judge said his refusal to answer questions directly, or in some cases at all, severely compromised his credibility. Now, the penalties could be even bigger than $355 million. The New York Attorney General's office says it could grow to $450 million with interest. This is on top of the more than $88 million he owes writer Jean Carroll after a jury found he sexually abused and repeatedly defamed her. Vice President Kamala Harris met with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky at a security conference in Munich. Harris says the U.S. stands unyielding in its support for Ukraine. Zelensky pressed partner nations for more military assistance in Ukraine's war with Russia. His plea comes as $60 billion U.S. military aid package has been held up in Congress since December. It has been a source of our pride and our commitment to democracy and to democratic principles to support you in every way we possibly can. The key issue for us now is the preservation of principle. Americans support Ukraine and all our warriors need. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has died in a Russian prison. He fought against corruption and organized protests against Russian President Vladimir Putin. Navalny was serving a 19-year prison sentence when Russian officials said he fell ill on a walk and died. World leaders have pushed back on that claim, with President Biden saying Putin was responsible for his death. Tributes have been pouring in for Alexei Navalny across Russia, but at a memorial in St. Petersburg, a human rights group reported police detained dozens of people who stopped by to leave flowers for the late Russian opposition leader. The group also says dozens of people were also detained at a memorial in Moscow. Last night, dozens of people gathered in downtown San Francisco, many from Russia, to hold a candlelight vigil outside City Hall. Some held signs that said Navalny was murdered, others that said to not give up. And thank you so much for watching. We will see you back here at 11. Good night.